0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon wherever you are in the world. I'm Sam I am. Welcome to the Lifeboat Live Stream. Now with video. Uh, okay, we have a lot to cover tonight. Um, I've been trying to kind of wrap my head around okay, what are the risks that these the that the people who are vaccinated are facing? Both I mean we've we've done a lot of covering the short term, the heart attacks and so forth. Uh, the vaccine injuries, I, I feel like you guys probably have a pretty good idea of what's happening there. What we don't know, what's coming around the bend and we're starting to see the early signs of is what are the long-term health impacts of uh, taking these injections and uh, how, does the, how do those risks stack as you take more and more and more of these things? What does it do to your immune system? What does it do to... Um, Yeah, it's really all about the immune system. Uh, We're going to talk through some of the information, um, you know, related to what it's doing with cancers, why we're seeing this explosion of rare cancers that are very aggressive. Ask around in your circles. Do you know anybody who is, you know, been recently diagnosed with cancer and it's a fast, like that's, that's the telltale sign. It's really aggressive, it's really coming on fast. Ask around and find out how many people know somebody like that. And then ask them, did they recently get vaccinated? And you'll, you'll find some people in your circles dealing with this. And the other risk is also with viruses. And we're seeing that between the shingles outbreaks, the herpes outbreaks, molluscum outbreaks, People who are vaccinated are getting sick with COVID and other things, and it's harder for them to fight. So we're going to look into, you know, like why all of that's happening, but I want to give you a solid understanding of where this is, what this root cause is and what some of these drivers are. And um, at the same time, I want to show you that they knew about these risks, that it was going to turn out this way. And they just stopped asking the question, what happens if this fails? So it's pretty disturbing. Um, let's start here with Dr. McCullough. This is from Senator Ron Johnson's hearing. I've been working my way through it. It's uh, There's still more I have to go, but I've put a bunch of, dropped a bunch of little clips in tonight's show that we're going to kind of sprinkle with. Hear from the experts besides me. Um, And I want you to hear what he's saying about the CDC data, which I've, you know, more than once alleged they're fabricating this data. It's not even, it doesn't match anything else in the world. And now a top world-renowned cardiologist is saying the same thing.
1: They will say that the vaccines are associated with a reduction in hospitalization. And this will come up. The CDC in the last few days said there's five more papers showing the vaccines, even with Omicron, are associated with the reduction in hospitalization. But it's only in U.S. hospitals, not in South Africa, not in Germany, not in Denmark, not in the U.K., and not in Israel. Americans should be asking the question, why are the vaccines only working against hospitalization, but they don't work against binary occurrence of the respiratory illness or reduced spread?
0: So you guys have heard me say that. Why is the data different everywhere else around the world where they're highly vaccinated and did so ahead of us? Like, why is that? Why is the Amer- America just this totally unique place? Could it be that the CDC and all these agencies are corrupt? Absolutely, yes. And he further drives this point home by laying out here, we've got the same rates of hospitalizations and other things, or of uh, infection and so forth. Why is it only the data that makes the state look good the regime look good why is that the only thing that um, isn't matching up
1: they don't reduce mortality but why do they only reduce hospitalization and by the way they reduce hospitalization in most studies in the united states by eighty five percent how does that happen is basically academic fraud. And the reason why it is, is because these hospitalizations are not adjudicated. They're not telling us why the patients are hospitalized. And we've had multiple officials come out and tell us that 40 to 60% of people coming to the hospital who test positive for COVID are not there for COVID. So we have a trumped-up set of numbers. And to make matters worse, our CDC has advised consistently that the unvaccinated get lots of testing and the vaccinated actually refrain from testing. So the combination of not adjudicating hospitalization...
0: Not only that, but they've also set different standards for positive and negative tests. Don't forget about that. Like the, the cycle threshold for the PCR tests when they were still using those, they set a lower one meaning you had to have a lot more of the virus in your body for vaccinated people and, um, and kept the artificially inflated, completely false positive territory, 45 cycle count versus 26. So that right there by changing the definitions, right. And I watched this, uh, some video or something, and it was talking about how with polio that, you know, that's their, That's the big uh, claim to fame here with the vaccines is look at polio. We eradicated polio. Guess what? Did you know that they changed the definition of polio after they rolled the vaccine out? So that now the symptoms of polio that used to define polio were no longer polio. Where else have they done that with the term vaccine? These people are frauds, they are criminals, they are liars. They are presenting false data and they deserve to be in jail right now, awaiting trial.
1: And this asymmetric testing is creating a fraudulent data. Uh, scheme in order to make the claim that the vaccinations are associated with reductions in hospitalizations when in fact they're not and that's the reason why Israel is loaded with fully vaccinated people in the hospital with COVID-19 and so is Germany and so is the United Kingdom and elsewhere in the United
2: States
0: because the CDC is falsifying data so with that level set let's dive in here and we're going to start really tonight's topic with something called a stop codon. Now, this is uh, this is from Jinky the Mouse here. It's, he's telling us the stop codon issue is not going to magically go away. Uh, what is this thing? Well, let me bring it up here. What you're looking at, for those of you watching this, you can see this whole string of just, it looks like random characters. It's actually a certain few letters. And he's color-coded it, or whoever did this image has color-coded it for us. And we have something called the UTR, the untranslated region. And there's a five prime at the front and a three prime at the tail. Okay. So what is this thing? Well, it's the genetic code to build the spike protein. And, you know, I was trying to wrap my head around it. And the first thing that pops into my mind, you know, with my engineering background is, oh, it's like a a file definition, a file spec for a certain type of you know, this right here is actually uh, H265. And you can see there's this blue, orange, and red uh, lines in there. Those are basically kind of, uh, that's header information to tell it right here. You can see it's, it's a 720p HD stream. It's got an option to crop the top, bottom, left, and right. It's telling you the uh, color coding that it's using, how many bits for Luma and Chroma. A profile, which is kind of like a bandwidth type thing, the encoder that's used, a maximum 50 frames per second, and the frame count 99.50 there at the bottom, that's kind of the equivalent of the stop codon. That tells it where the stream ends and stop reading, and then there's some, probably some footer information to close out the file. Well, that's exactly what we're looking at here, but this is genetic with proteins, okay? So you can see we've got this five UTR, which has some parameters, how to interpret this. You've got the green start codon ATG right there. And then you've got this signal peptides, more header information, just think of it that way. And then this big orange block here is what builds the spike protein. Let me see if I've got that. I know I brought it in, yeah, right here. Let me see if I can drag that over closer. Okay, so that orange section is what is the blueprint to build this right here, which is the spike protein. You've got the three HIV inserts in the yellow, orange, and red. You've got the two green bits here on the sides of it that those are the receptors that bind with the ACE2. That's the fern cleavage site. So that's what this orange dictates. And then down here, you've got this red section, which is the stop codon. And that tells it, okay, uh, stop assembling proteins after this point. Don't interpret these as proteins you need to add to the molecule you're building. Stop right here. And then I've got some extra information for you about gene expression and so forth in the, the purple section down here, the three prime UTR. Okay. And then there's a poly A region that he doesn't have listed. So there's more to it beyond that even. But what you'll notice right here in red, the stop codon is three characters, right? And they actually have nine characters there. They've got T G A T A A T A G. All three of those are stop codons. And that's what Jinky the mouse is pointing out here. Normally there's only one But for some reason, BioNTech, Pfizer included two stop codons and Moderna put in three stop codons. Why did they do that? Because they knew about the possibility of read through, which is where these guys, this little red stop signal into the video file doesn't get picked up and recorded and it just keeps going. And what does it do to your picture? It goes crazy, right? Well, it turns out if we go, oh, let's see. There's a kind of linear representation of the same thing. We'll probably just skip that. Let me see if I can find it. I've got so many tabs open tonight. Yeah, we'll have to bear with me. Here we go. This was the one. And I totally could could have used another two or three hours of show prep to put this one together. Uh, Okay. This is from... Johanna Dienert, um, she's saying nucleic acids. RNA uses uridine. They changed it to pseudouridine, symbol PSI. Why did they do that? So that they could gain entry into the cell. But it turns out there are important mistranslations when that altered code is read by the cell. It seems the stop signal, that stop code on that right back here, this red region right here, where there's normally only one, but they put two and three in their mRNA vaccines. Why? Because they knew, because they know about this problem right here. Seems the SOP signal is ignored. It gets picked up as a sense codon, and a part gets uh, translated that human powerhouses, I'm not sure exactly what that means there, Uh, hence autoimmune risk. So Essentially, what's happening because of this uridine to pseudouridine translation that they have to do, if we go back to here, these red TGA, uh, uh, TAA, and TAG, that T is the uridine. But because it's pseudouridine, it gets translated to something else. This doesn't get red. And it keeps building DNA into the three prime UTR over here, this purple section where it's not supposed to keep building. So what does this do? Well, a couple things. One, it runs the risk of creating a protein that's going to misfold. What does misfolding do? It creates prion disease, like mad cow. That could be a risk. That is a risk to the vaccinated, okay? Risk number two, in their infinite wisdom here, they went ahead and threw some human mitochondrial DNA segments in there. Now remember, this is the spike protein, folks. This is this guy right here that circulates around in your body that your immune system is trained to come in and attack. And because of this read-through issue and the human mitochondrial DNA that they inserted into it, you're training your immune system to attack not just the spike protein, but potentially those segments of mitochondrial DNA, to where it's literally setting up for autoimmune disease, where your, your immune system, because it's trained to attack this spike, is going to start attacking your own cells. because this human mito, because of this read-through error, the human mitochondrial DNA that actually gets built. And then your body sees it, it breaks it up and kind of looks through the fragments and so forth. And we're running the risk of training your immune system to attack your own body. So that's what this problem represents right here. And the fact that they put not one, like it normally has in nature, but two and three, tells you that they were aware of this problem and they didn't do the studies, and they just decided, well, fuck it. If one doesn't work, let's put two or three in there that may not work. And then we'll just find out and see what happens. That's what these folks are facing. That's just one risk, okay? It's a fun show tonight, let me tell you. <laughs> so anyway, the. Um, this goes through and just creates a lot of problems, a lot of problems. Hopefully that made sense. All right. This is Yale epidemiologist, David, David uh, Dr. Harvard Reich, uh, explaining how, so we had this, we had this paper come out or report come out from uh, the U.K., That talked about this n-type spike. So, if you don't know the coronavirus, uh, when you're when you're infected naturally and your body is, you get a natural immunity that's generated by not one but three different spike proteins and your immune system interacting with the shell or the body of the virus. So you have these. Spike proteins, you have the virus and the little spikes are sticking off everywhere, hoping to bump into a cell where it can transfect, gain entry and take over. Um, There are three spikes. So there's the S1, the the spike protein that we talk about here that you just saw the model of. There's an N spike and then there's another one. And so if they actually developed a vaccine or an mRNA tech, that would build all three of those, they might actually work. But because they did the one, it's that's why it's not as effective as the other. And I want you to hear what he's
3: saying about this. The Public Health UK has actually published a statement about this in their week 42 uh, weekly report that showed that people who've had COVID and then get vaccinated have lower levels of anti nucleocapsid Uh, antibodies and this means and since the vaccines don't address the nucleocapsid antigens that's i
0: think that's the end spike at least that's my understanding of it i could be wrong
3: but they only address the spike it means that they're doing something that's damaging the immune response in a more general way than just what they do with the spike and this is empirical data that public health uk has published so we
0: so it's based on real world what's happening now Okay, and what the data is showing? What let me translate that for you, if you didn't really follow it. This is in previously va- previously um, infected people who naturally recovered have natural immunity to COVID. They go in, they get the shot, and it messes with their immune system. And what we're seeing in the data is that yeah, there's a efficacy that it you get for a little while, and then it nosedives. And with each shot, it lasts for a shorter duration and nosedives faster and doesn't stop at zero, but leaves you more susceptible to disease and illness to catching COVID, right? And this might be why, because it's going in. they didn't want uh, these this gene therapy to go in and cause too much inflammation. So they did the studies, and we've covered that in a previous show uh, months ago, I think, where they turn this off and like Jinky points out, well, how are they gonna turn it back on? And what we see is like a 90% reduction in uh, the immune system, the the ability of the immune system to build antibodies.
3: We know that this is happening. It's not a theoretical issue about all of the niceties of of laboratory biology and virology of things that could happen. It's a real Real thing that's been really observed by their testing the public health you
0: okay so hopefully that makes sense because they're previously infected and recovered when they get the shot it actually attacks their immune system and down regulates it we're going to look at more about that with the tlrs and so forth that's the toll-like receptors that we talk about okay we'll just skip that i think we've covered it so again Here's just a kind of a nice little summary for the use case, for the justification for these vaccines for kids. It's mild in uh, symptoms for children. The flu is more dangerous to them. COVID vaccines do have potentially dangerous side effects. COVID vaccines do not stop contraction or transmission. COVID vaccines do not last. The efficacy fades and leaves you more vulnerable. COVID vaccines have not completed phase three clinical trials. They, can those after two months or a few months, I think. COVID vaccine trials were unblinded, meaning they vaccinated the control group to get rid of the vaccinated and unvaccinated comparisons being made from henceforth. COVID vaccines have not been independently tested by the TGA. That's Australia's uh, health organization doing the keeping track of the vaccine injuries like the VARES kind of thing. Uh, COVID vaccines have no long-term safety data. FDA tried to block access to trial data, not just the FDA, but Pfizer came in and said, "No, we're, we're uh, we want to redact all the trial data, and we'll help with that." From a risk benefit benefit perspective, vaccinating children makes zero sense. Do not do it, folks. Okay. Let's talk about the FDA and how they have failed us. So
2: the main concern with monupiravir is that its 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 stated mechanism of action is to induce mutagenesis. It's to it's to make a a, a storm of mutations so much that it, it discombobulates the, the, the uh you know the you know the, the and, and, the, the, so, and what, so what could go wrong there? The the safeguards that they had because the, the the concern is are we going to spawn dangerous mutations and that may even be the, the reason why we've got a funny uncle who knows because we've already got monupiravir working on it. Okay but the, the, the
0: Now the funny uncle is a reference um Omicron is a very very different virus. Corona is still a coronavirus but a very very different virus than um you know Delta or uh SARS-CoV-2 any of the other variants. It stands out apart. Some of the doctors and and researchers and stuff that I talked to have said uh, you know, it's, it's a completely different virus. It's chimeric and, and so forth. So that's what the funny uncle comment was. He's saying even, omic- it, this might explain, they, they created this drug that creates all of these mutations and he's pointing out Omicron may have come from somebody who got that treatment and then released something into the wild. These, these products, these therapies are insanity.
2: The concern is that we may be spawning dangerous mutations, and there's all sorts of uh, precautions, like you mentioned, and and hardly any of them are mentioned in the in the uh, approval letter. Paxlovid didn't have a didn't have a committee member. Has even more things that they that they mentioned in the Paxlovid letter about about uh, mutations and and, and resistance. And here you have absolute hypocrisy from the FDA here they 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 they're waving through molnupiravir uh, paxlovid with as you said with, with a with a long list of adverse events okay and and hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and fluvoxamine which which are which are you know relatively innocuous you've seen you've got the chart over there that what's important about molnupiravir it serves as a as a warning for all of us that's what should have happened they should have had those discussions for the vaccines they should yeah. have had those discussions for the paxlovid and they should and they should apply hydroxychloroquine through the same channels and we have data, Pierre and I quote through a paper, we, re, we re-analyzed the key, the key study that closed down hydroxychloroquine for, pre, for post-exposure prophylaxis, we showed it was completely wrong, it was missing data, we found the missing data, 42% reduction, not only that, the, the, the similar group that had a had a early treatment version of that study, they won't even supply us with those missing data. We know the data's there. They won't even supply it it to us. And so those are the...
0: So this is the kind of science where you can't question the data. In fact, you can't even see it. Even when it looks like it's fraudulent and they lied and misrepresented, which is what they've done here, they're now still trying to hide the data because they know what they've done they know that they're corrupt this whole system is so compromised it just needs to be torn down to the ground these organizations eliminated and we move on
2: studies that close
0: but i'm the crazy person for suggesting something like
2: that down hydroxychloroquine. Those are the ones that FDA need to insist on getting the, those, those those data. The New England Journal of Medicine need to insist on getting those data. Annals of Internal Medicine need to insist on getting those data.
0: Well, guess what? None of them did. In fact, they published articles, studies that were so questionable and had to retract one of them. I mean, the, the, they, they engaged in the fraud rather than served as a check against it. This is a classic example of how the FDA is compromised, how the entire peer review process is compromised. And we're going to keep going because it, I mean, it's top to bottom. There is pressure to accept and push and uh, repeat the narrative.
2: you talk about corruption and and, and, and coercion and, and co-option of the of the of the peer-reviewed literature and and and, and FDA here it is right there we've got mm-hmm. the solution FDA can get out of this tomorrow
0: they won't they won't okay so we've had this whole discussion around antibody dependent enhancement it's something we've been talking about for months you've got um, Robert Malone saying, no, 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 we haven't seen it. We haven't seen it. Uh, We've got, you know, he's, he's kind of hinted that it may be happening, but there's nothing conclusive. And then you have Gert Vandenbosch who says has been saying it's coming their strategy. What they're doing is going to create this. What else did he say a year ago Uh, that, The vaccination strategy would drive new, more infectious variants that would infect younger and younger age groups. That's exactly what we're seeing. And he said it would go up and then back down and we get another wave, a new higher normal, and then it would just take off. And go on catastrophically high. And well, let me see if I can find that real quick. Uh Uh-oh i've got so many tabs open it's crazy probably not i might oh yeah here we go
4: so here we see
0: since about january 28th 20 this is Dell big tree from the Highwire. these guys do a phenomenal job
4: 20 we're looking at daily new confirmed COVID cases per 1 million What we really want you to look at right now is where we are at as of a week ago now let's go all the way over here this is the united states of america peaking right here somewhere around 2,500 cases per 1 million. The United Kingdom is just above us, just above the 2,500, somewhere around probably 2,700 cases per 1 million. What's down here are the nations that do not have the same medical care that we have, that we're not able to get the vaccines that we're able to get. India in Africa are having barely any infections. In the case you think, well, they've just gotten through it. I mean, look all the way across this graph. They never got to the peaks that the vaccinated pro-hospital, pro-doctors, these are countries that use ivermectin and
5: hydroxychloroquine.
0: Sorry. And I want to stop right there and point out, thank you guys. Um, I want to stop and point out that Dr. Robert Malone, who we just left his video to come here. He said for the longest time up until, you know, I think about a month ago, somebody went over to India and verified that Ivermectin was in the little packets and so forth. And so now he believes that, okay, yeah. Um, they were given ivermectin, but for the longest time, he denied that there's any evidence of that. So that is exactly the case. And that bump right there that he just went through with India, that was when they shut down prescribing ivermectin. It went up for a while and then they started again and it went back down. Pretty clear damning evidence against the narrative.
4: So we know that ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine can be preventative. So people that were taking those, maybe they didn't catch COVID or if they did, maybe it went away quicker. So we have to account for that. So we can't totally blame the vaccine. But what we can blame is the CDC, the FDA and the WHO, because everyone that stuck with the protocols, this is where they ended up. This is Oceania. These were the countries that said we can hide from it. We have an island. If we stop all travel coming onto our island, if we lock everybody down in a hotel room until they're testing negative, everyone we catch, we'll be able to keep this virus to get it from getting to us. And that was the plan. Nope. And then we're gonna vaccinate everybody. They start vaccinating everybody like crazy, and still it hasn't mattered. They have a really high infection rate, all the way up above here, above the 2,500. But in Israel, they're on their fourth dose of the vaccine. Way ahead so how are lines. they doing? Um, as you can see, it is quite a bit higher. In fact, it's going off of our chart.
0: <laughs> such a drama, Queen Dell. Come on. <laughs> this makes such a great point. Because
4: that is where Israel's at. 10,968 cases per million per day.
0: Yeah. Pretty compelling data right there. Exactly what's happening, folks. All right. Where were we? we were trying to get back to Malone here. There he is. Okay. Now, he's finally. Um, there's coming around and admitting based on some recent data that he's seen that vaccine-enhanced disease or vaccine-enhanced autoimmune disease, that's kind of his catch-all because ADE is kind of more one specific type of this broader category. He says the data is indicating, I guess he wants more of it, um, you know, he's the most conservative of Everybody here at this panel, right? Because he has one one foot in the vaccine world, where he's developing a traditional coronavirus vaccine, where they, you know, take the uh, the virus and they kind of sterilize it or kill it or weaken it, and then you inject that. The body easily attacks it and kills it, and then you're good. So he's trying to not. uh go too far, get too far out on the skinny branches because of being in that world and having those people as colleagues. And at the same time, he's trying to stand for, uh, you know, the truth, like what he, he's looking at the data and saying objectively, this is what the data shows and he's vaccinated too. So like he sees this happening and knows, Oh shit, this is happening to me potentially.
6: Four or five different mechanisms, potential deep scientific mechanisms, that range from suppressing your immune system to change Sorry. changing the behavior of people that are are interacting with their environment. There's a range of potential confounding variables, and and it's not we don't need to go there right now. But the FDA. Absolutely, and and my colleagues in vaccinology have long known that one of the great risks, one of the things that scares us most as vaccinologists is vaccine-enhanced disease. And there's a long history of vaccine-enhanced disease examples over time. Respiratory syncytial virus is the one that's often cited by my fellow vaccinologists, but there's many others. This is why we have to be careful in developing new vaccines is one example of why we have to be so careful and we have to be cautious about rolling them out and that we do the science. But in the case of vaccine-enhanced disease with coronavirus vaccines, this is a known complication. It's one of the reasons why I advised my group not to pursue vaccines when we got the call from Wuhan in in January of 2020. Vaccine-enhanced diseases with coronaviruses has long been a problem it has compromised every...
0: By long been a problem, every single trial has ended with a challenge study and the animals die. But this time, well, it'll be fine. You're the animal trial
6: prior coronavirus vaccine development effort. It is cur- including the veterinary ones. It's been overcome twice with licensed veterinary vaccines and both of those are mucosal vaccines.
0: So- One of those was this horse vaccine that they unleashed on Australian horse owners. Told them uh, you know they needed to get the shot or their the state would come in and kill their animals if they tested positive, something like that. So the horse owners felt obligated to do it they started injecting them and then they came back and oh it needs another one and the horses started getting sicker and dying until they just said screw you we're not doing this anymore sound familiar
6: so in short this is a known problem many of us that are down in the trenches have been carefully monitoring for whether or not there are data emerging that suggests this problem might be occurring and now we seem to be seeing clinical data that's consistent with that.
0: Seem to be seeing clinical data that's consistent with that. So it's in the early stages of confirmation is where I would put that. I think he wants to see a little bit more. Is this, is it still there next month, next week, next month? Is it um, growing? Is it tapering off. I think that's kind of what he's waiting on to get an idea. But I think what he's seen by his best guess is this ADE or vaccine enhanced disease, which is kind of worst case for a lot of the vaccinated, unfortunately. All right. Now, there's also this right here. Let me blow this up a little bit. Mm, Right there's good. Okay, new HIV super strain is found in the Netherlands. Highly infectious variant makes people ill twice as quickly and has been spotted in at least 109 people. VB is the, the variant. It's infected 109 people, the majority of whom are in the Netherlands. So here you have an example of like what's to come. This is, we're going to have HIV outbreaks as well. And this could be a couple of things. Is it actually a more infectious variant or is the virus finding hosts whose immune systems are compromised by the vaccine? Like that's my, as soon as I read this, my number one question, how many of the 109 are vaccinated? because that would absolutely explain this. It also could be because their immune systems compromised, they're more susceptible to catch it in the first place. A new super mutant HIV strain that makes infected individuals ill twice as fast as current versions of the virus has been detected in the Netherlands. The new mutant infected at least 109 people, the strain damages the immune system and weakens a person's ability to fight everyday infections and disease faster than previous versions of the virus. What did we just go through? The ways this thing, and we've got a little more to do on that, but there's dozens of different ways this thing is shutting down your immune system, attacking your antibody your uh, your body's ability to produce antibodies it means those who catch this strain could develop aids more quickly so you get hiv is the virus aids is the uh, disease that develops as a result and basically what these guys are describing and what dr malone is is seeing is not aids but vades vaccine aids basically and There's a lot of people who are now, and we've had some in the audience, who's like a 70-year-old father who had previously tested negative after vaccination is now testing positive for HIV, okay? And let's not forget back here on the spike protein where you have these three inserts. Those are HIV inserts that, the FCS, the little green leaves down here that let it bind to human cells and gain entry and get this HIV inserts into the cell where it can do more damage. I don't, even, We don't even know what it does, but we've got indications, right? That could be what's driving these positive HIV tests. It could be a spike protein disease. We don't know. But essentially, we're, ha- we're in the, I think early stages of massive outbreaks because the vaccinated, um, a lot of them have a suppressed immune system. They're going to be far more susceptible to to both catch and spread these diseases. So it might be a good time to reevaluate your dating habits, some of you. And that was something you know I talked about uh, I don't remember eight months ago, I think where I'm like, yep, nope, I'm done till we know what this is. Okay. Uh, Let me get back to here. Uh, The VB variant also has a viral load between 3.5 and 5. 5 5.5 times higher than the current strain, meaning infected people are more likely to transmit the virus to others, similar immune system recovery and survival rate in those infected with other HIV strains. So, Not more pathogenic, but more infectious, um, more rapidly deteriorating, attacking your system, which to me sounds like I wouldn't be surprised if 80 plus of these 109 people are vaccinated. Okay, so one of the claims, and we're going to go through that here in, in a little bit. Yeah, let's... We can do it now. Um, is that? And this is from one of the CDC talking points. Oh, it doesn't change your change your DNA. It doesn't do this. It doesn't do that. Well, guess what? Pathophysiological alterations after vaccination with COVID nineteen vaccines. Large scale COVID nineteen vaccinations are currently underway in many countries in response to COVID nineteen pandemic. Here we report besides generation of neutralizing antibodies which is like that's their one measure that they cite as effectiveness. Well, look at these antibody levels that we produced. Meanwhile, that's just for the spike protein, not the end spike, not the other one, not the envelope of the virus. All of those things is what makes natural immunity more robust. But they don't, they don't look at all, consider any of that. They don't consider the fact that your res- respiratory system is not protected has no response from the vax after vaccination to the virus, which is why the vaccinated are getting it. Okay. And and of course at the same time, what's breeding in these people are things that are resistant to that spike protein protection identification, right? So then they find a a weakened immune system because especially if they've already got COVID, that's what the whole N-type thing was uh, was about, is basically it attacks that and shuts down your body's ability to respond, which is why they become more susceptible. Like all of these things are kind of contributing to this because this is a bioweapon. I mean, it's, it's plain and simple. Okay. Uh, here we report besides generation of neutralizing antibodies, consistent alterations in hemoglobin A1C serum, sodium, and potassium levels, coagulation profiles, and renal functions in healthy volunteers after vaccination with an uh, uh, inactivated SARS-CoV-2 vaccine. Vaccination mimicked infection, right? So they tell us, oh, the spike protein is totally safe because of the 2P substitution, which causes it to produce 10 to 50, times more spike proteins because of that two-piece substitution that they closed off the tail end of the spike protein with. Consistent uh, alterations in gene expression of many different immune cell types, reduction of CD8 uh, plus T, killer T cells, things that go and attack the body. So there's one of the other things happening from these vaccines is they tell us, the CDC is going to tell us it all stays at the injection site. That's not at all true. We know from their own studies that they they go all over the body, infect the major organs, and then the mRNA gets entry into the cells in your organs, produce the spike protein. It goes to the surface of the cell where the immune system comes along, sends these CD8 killer T cells to go in and attack it and kill your body, part of your body organ. And in the case of the heart, in the case of the lungs, those don't regenerate. So that damage is permanent. And it's basically shutting those cells down because they wanted to turn off the immune response, if that makes sense. Uh, Increase uh, and an increase in classic monocyte contents were exemplary. Moreover, scRNA sequence revealed increased uh, NFKB signaling and reduced type I interferon responses, which were confirmed by biological assays and also had been reported to occur after SARS-CoV-2 infections with aggravating symptoms. So this is the same profile that they saw in people who had problems, who caught COVID and were symptomatic and, you know, had aggravating symptoms, whatever that qualifies as. Uh, altogether our study recommends additional caution when vaccinating people with pre-existing clinical conditions including diabetes electrolyte imbalances renal dysfunction and coagulation disorders they also didn't do any testing on any of these people and of course normally when you do that they excluded folks with these conditions or with natural infection recovered from natural infection we now know why they excluded all those people and whenever you do that they shouldn't, you can't then force them to take the drug because you haven't tested it for that, for them. And they didn't include them because they didn't want the, you know, the drugs never would have survived the trial. <sighs> okay. We watched that one. All right. And here's why they get away with it. Oh, what are you doing? I might have to start reloading. So, so, I want to echo but, Dr. Corey's but, but, statement
7: and say that it didn't start now. Many people have been fighting this corruption for many years. When they did the 1986 Vaccine Injury Act and said that um, manufacturers no longer have liability for any vaccine that's on the childhood schedule, the childhood schedule exploded. Now, I'm not saying every vaccine is or isn't safe on that um, schedule, but I'm saying... I
0: think it went from like... 15 or something to to the 52 shots or whatever. So what these companies are doing is understanding, Hey, if we can get this protection, then we don't have any, you know, consequences for our action. That'd be great for us rather than getting sued and being held accountable for our products, injuring people. So what did they all do? Well, let's, let's make it a vaccine and tell everybody they have to have it and mandate it on the schedule, which It's basically a guaranteed perpetual revenue stream and they've only added to it they're not taking anything off of it
7: that's when they said we have the perfect business model every kid has to take these vaccines if we put it on the schedule and we have no liability and so the schedule exploded and um, safety corners were cut because we have no liability. And suddenly we started to see you have to have HPV for school. You have to have this for school. You have to have that for it's school. Just deadly. And it's so this cancer. business model, the more they pushed it, the more they realized no one pushed back because of this sort of idea that vaccines were always, always a positive health intervention. And so now we've gotten to the point where... The mass formation psychosis around vaccines always being a positive health intervention has gotten us here. And so we have to look at that aspect. Why are they vaccinating our children? Because once it's on the vaccine, um, once it's on the childhood schedule, they are no longer liable for injury. So they're going to get off that EUA, put it right on the childhood vaccine schedule, and then have no liability going forward.
0: And she's talking about the coronaviruses the coronavirus vaccines right there. That's why it's so critical for them to get these on these in the younger age groups so that they can shove this down everyone's throat and not be held accountable. That's why they're still on the EUA and that's why they've had to cover it up by releasing comornerity, which has miRNA in the middle of it. It's a coded word. Like they didn't just pick that word at random folks. Jinkies found that and said, huh, what is it they're trying to say here with the name of their product? Moderna RNA in there. So they are using, they have weaponized these schedules. And when you actually look, there's one doctor who's done this and they're coming after his license, of course one doctor who's done this where they managed to get data for vaccinated and unvaccinated. And we're talking all the childhood vaccines here, people that got no vaccinations. And it was like 50% in the vaccine vaccine group, 50% chance of heart disease, like not 50% increase. Half of them die of heart disease. It's not happening in the unvaccinated group. And and the list goes on and on and on. These things put you at massive risk. And it could very well be because they've they're shooting their your kids up with 52 of these things. This is insanity. And the reason like the CDC, they know about this, folks. They are literally getting sued by the high wire by uh Aaron's Aaron Siri, if I'm remembering it right. Uh, the attorney that works with them and a lot of other really great organizations. And um, they have the data. Remember I played you the the meeting where Trump had uh, a few of these guys, Dell and, and a couple other guys, go in and meet with Fauci and the NIAID and the CDC and ask them for this data. And they're like, well, we don't have it. And he's like, well, yes, you do. You can get it. And then, like, well, okay, well, we'll get it to you. And then they never did. Well, they're getting sued for that and they're saying, they said, well, we can't give it to you because it's not anonymized. Yet it had already been anonymized because they gave it to Oracle to process and calculate some numbers on. So they literally have it sitting there and just like with the other study where they used fabricated numbers to falsify um, a positive result, they've done, they're doing the same kind of cover-up with the vaccines because they don't work and you wouldn't even need their organization. So they will literally send kids to their graves, send people to an early death to keep milking the system. That's who these people are. That's what's being uncovered here. That's the magnitude of the situation that we're in. And y'all need to recognize that and wake up to reality here. Okay, here's another one where they're saying, <laughs> do the vaccines work? This is New South Wales from Australia, and you can see in red, oh, you can't see because I'm not showing you. You can see in red here the percentage that are vaccinated, and right now it's 90, the, the latest two weeks for, what is that, 4 2 a couple of different hospitals, it's 90 and 94% vaccinated. There's some that are 60, what is that, 62, 64. Uh, Those are some of the, those are the lowest ones. The rest are in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. So if you look at it over the last month in Australia, what's happened to the numbers? The unvaccinated has declined by 18 percent, and the vaccinated have increased by 17 percent. And this is what we're seeing around the rest of the world is for a while there, the vaccinated were doing worse than the unvaccinated. But as they rolled out more and more of these vaccines, they started doing worse and worse. And until it flipped itself and started flipping itself in all these countries, except for the United States, of course, because here magically it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And we had that idiot old man tell us that it's like you're 96 more times to be hospitalized if you're vaccinated. It's like, okay, Pops, head back to the basement now. Probably need to change your diaper. Uh, Jinky here is pointing out it would just take a submission to the federal drug authorities. This is in response to a study, the Japanese study, phase three trial that uh, ivermectin works against Omicron. It's one of many, many studies coming out now, as well as hydrochloroquine. They completely fabricated that study as well. It would just take a submission to the federal drug authorities, FDA, TGA, uh, containing a short review of the evidence base to get approval for ivermectin. Nobody has done it. He's trying to get Kirsch to do it, but anybody in my audience that, as, as well that wants to take on something like that, you know, he can help. This, this mouse knows something. He's been in a lab or two, if you've catch my drift. And they, they have a team of, there's some of the frontline doctors that I chat with and others that are very, very helpful. They, they're here to help. They don't know what we can do, but if somebody wants to champion this and take it on, there's an opportunity to at least force them to show that they are still standing against it in the face of all this evidence. And there's a chance that they're going to have to fold and say, yeah, okay, you're right. And the moron ivermectin ends. Somebody please take that up. Okay. Remdesivir. This is the early treatment darling that got us into this whole mess that was used to justify the COVID deaths, which were really remdesivir deaths. Listen to this.
8: It was such a toxic drug, the Data Safety Monitoring Board terminated the use of remdesivir. Yet, in January and February of 2021, the last patient was enrolled April 19, 2020. Ten days later, 10 days later, before the study had actually terminated, Dr. Fauci sat in the the Oval Office of the White House and he said the trial was good news. What Dr. Fauci did not tell you was that the primary endpoint of the study was changed halfway during the study. We all know that is scientific misconduct. They invented a bogus endpoint called time to recovery which they showed in this study was statistically significant, and based on this bogus endpoint, remdesivir was approved by the FDA. The two studies which were sponsored by Gilead show a reduction in mortality. However, if you look at the four independent studies, including the large study by the WHO, it shows the opposite effect. Remdesivir increases the risk of death. Let me say that again. Remdesivir increases the risk of death by 3%. It increases your chances of renal failure by 20%. This is a toxic drug. But just to make the situation even more preposterous, the federal government will give hospitals a 20% bonus bribe. on the entire hospital bill if they prescribe remdesivir to Medicare patients. The federal government is... Ins-
0: At $3,000 compared to ivermectin, which actually works, and costs can be produced for about three cents a dose.
8: Incentivizing hospitals to prescribe a medication which is toxic.
0: So again, what did they do there? Trial was failing. It was killing people. Should have been stopped. What did they do? They moved the goalposts and changed it to where, well, we're, not gonna, we're just not going to look at death. It's not that important if people die after taking this drug. We're going to look at this measure where the medicine actually is showing something we can claim as a positive benefit. And then we'll push this out we'll make billions of dollars for our masters at the pharmaceutical cartels, which we're gonna go back and work for after we leave here. And it'll just cost a few people their lives, that's fine. And of course, this is what they were prescribing. And then they were uh, saying, well, when when the person dies, when their kidneys shut down, and of course they were also added bonus of being in the hospital giving them an IV, which was filling their body with fluid, filling their lungs with fluid, and they were literally drowning because their kidneys had shut down. They were killing these people. And then ringing the cash register at the end with a 20% bonus, which is a bribe, from Fauci for going along. This is not something these organizations come back from. They need to be dismantled completely. Splintered into a thousand pieces and spread to the winds. This is genocide and we are in a Holocaust, people. And here's how they've pushed it. Here's another lever that they've used.
9: It says, well, we don't mandate anything. We don't make federal policy, federal law, which is true, right? But all the mandates then look to the CDC recommendations as their justification. So nobody ultimately takes responsibility for the mandates. There's no, there's no place where the, the buck stops. Any physician in California who writes an inappropriate exemption for masks or other COVID-related measures will have his medical license subjected to investigation, and disciplinary action. So for a physician, just to help you to understand, this kind of uh, threat hanging over your head is worse than the threat of getting fired. If I get fired from a particular healthcare organization... I-
0: One is job ending. The other is career ending. Twitter Spaces is doing some weird stuff. I have no co-host, but it's telling me I have two. It removed them and then duplicated them. There's weird things going on. But the stream's about to get hijacked here shortly.
9: I can go to another health care organization or go start a private practice. If I lose my medical license, I cannot practice medicine, okay? That's how serious this is. It has become de facto impossible to get a medical exemption for a COVID vaccine in the state of California. I have a patient, went to, uh, went to her rheumatologist, specialist in her uh, autoimmune condition, this specialist told this patient, I don't think you should get the COVID vaccines given your age, your low risk of COVID. And I think there's a good chance that these vaccines, based on the data that we have, could worsen your underlying medical condition. She turned to the same physician immediately afterwards and said, can you write me there for a medical exemption? Uh, because I need one for work. There's a vaccine mandate at work. Same physician.
0: Remember, these people have taken the Hippocratical oath.
9: Physician that just told her, not to take the vaccine or recommend it against it, said, no, I'm sorry, I can't write you a medical exemption because I'm afraid I might lose my license.
1: Are you telling me that patients who have known life-threatening contraindications to receive a COVID-19 vaccine indeed are not being given exemptions?
9: So medical boards are behaving very irresponsibly doing the bidding of governors who want to impose certain mandates, in this case, mass mandates or vaccine mandates. Uh, They're not serving uh, the public good in this case they're not certainly not serving the interests of patients.
0: No. They're killing patients to make a buck. And I mean and there are people pushing these mandates which are not mandates cuz CDC doesn't write the law, they just write the recommendations that get enforced as law even though they're not laws. Doesn't matter what kind of protections you put in place. With enough time, these bureaucrats will find ways to work around them all and do whatever they want. And the kind of people who are attracted to these jobs are the psychopaths, the sociopaths that like power and control over others and will use that to your detriment, folks. you got to wake up. Okay, here's another indication of what's coming Uh, This is Lily Billy Jabby Dodger on Twitter, and she is saying, I work for a consulting firm. One of our clients is mass producing lateral flow tests for HIV scheduled to be ready for distribution within a month. Why would they need mass testing for HIV? You know, is there some kind of is HIV coming back or something? Why aren't we hearing about that? And of course, I think it's because of the vaccine that they're going to have these massive HIV outbreaks, every other kind of STD outbreak to have disease, you know, viruses running rampant. And so I actually wrote Lily and Esther, uh, try to get a number on it. And she said, well, if the machines are running 24 hours a day, seven to 10 a minute, which I think was between three and 4 million of these tests produced in one month. And this is, you know, one client, they probably have dozens of these. So they are likely producing tens of millions of rapid HIV tests right now. Just, you know, as a total coincidence. Yeah. Of course, what's happening? President Joe Biden, he's formed a new cancer cabinet, which will be converted convened in the coming weeks. They will drive the whole of government effort to unleash every possibility within our power to end cancer as we know it. So we've got a cancer cabinet. What do you think they're doing here, folks? I just laid it out for you. What happened to uh, Moderna? Let me see if I can find that story here. Give me just a second. No. Okay. If you remember a few shows back. I read you the story about Moderna and how they had a CEO who was like a complete egomaniac. He's on a hundred patents or something because oh, he attended the meeting and he contributed because he's so f- smart. And anybody whose experiment failed, they would get fired. And uh, you know, it, basically, you're incentivizing your employees to fabricate results. Okay. And that was the culture. He'd, people were, would come in, these well-renowned, well-respected people, and they'd get sidelined if they didn't go along and, and tow the company line. And a lot of them would resign and leave and go somewhere else. And they, what were they doing back in 2017, 2018? They were developing cancer viruses, right? And the only problem was they didn't really work. And when they would trial them and stuff, things would die. That's not good. It's kind of a problem for them. So they just randomly decided a couple of years ago, I think it was in 2018 to pivot into the already crowded and less profitable vaccine marketplace. And now they're making $18 billion a quarter or whatever it is. Just is. They're just lucky. That's all coincidence, right? Of course, it's also a coincidence that you have this 19-NT gene sequence back here, actually in the little green part, the, the fern furring cleavage, cleavage site, if I can ever pronounce that correctly, the FCS. Inside of that little snippet of code, back over here, in this orange part, we've got 19 characters that come from a 2018 Moderna patent where they were doing this kind of cancer research. Except this isn't just in the spike. This is actually in the wild coronavirus before it became the coronavirus. All three of these things here are identical to the wild virus. The three inserts at the, at the uh, binding sites and the little receptors there that allow it to bind to human cells. All of that is in the wild virus, and it's also in the 2018 Moderna patent. How did that happen, folks? It was the first time all four of these things just happened to show up. Poof, just like that. This was an engineered bioweapon. And now... What Biden's doing with this cabinet or not, it's not Biden. He's just a puppet. I mean, let's be real here. He doesn't even know what day it is most of the time. What the deep state is doing here is they're forming this cancer cabinet. And you know what they're going to need right off the bat? Immunity for these treatments because they're just so rare. And we're going to have to crack a few eggs to make an omelet, right? So we're going to need immunity. Go ahead and grant us that so that we can push out whatever kind of toxic poisonous shit on people and they won't be able to do anything about it but suffer and go bankrupt and lose their house and their lives. That's where this is going. They're going to, is going to pivot back to the cancer with the protection of immunity granted by the deep state criminal government. Wake up, folks! Now <laughs> we've got Drew here. He's uh, he's a university student. I think he's very smart. He knows all about this stuff, and he's educating us on these vaccines. Because I've got this all wrong. I don't know what I'm talking about. According to Drew, he can't even exp- he can't even come on the show because I invited him on the show to have this discussion, but he can't do that because I'm just too stupid and I just have to watch his other videos. So, well, we're going to watch this one right here and see what Drew has to say.
10: I asked the doctors on stage what are the long-term effects of the vaccine and not one of them could give me an answer. Never thought-
0: Funny, Drew, I asked you to come on the show and you flat out refused.
10: But I see day when the YOLO generation would care so much about long-term effects, but yo, hey, on no cap.
0: Long-term effects, you know, what we just covered. Let's see what he's got to say. I'm sure he's going to address all of the things that the studies and and data, empirical data coming from governments on current uh, events, you know, hospitalizations, deaths, vaccination records. I'm sure he's going to address all the things that we just brought up, right?
10: Yeah, I'm going to keep it a bean. I ain't going to hold no arms. Vaccines in general don't have delayed long-term effects. These ain't no on difference. One or two shots that induce a natural immune
0: These ain't no different. Well, traditional vaccines that were actually sterilizing were dead or weakened vaccines and produced an immune response that could easily come in and kill the virus, finish it off, whatever. Whereas these mRNA vaccines actually incite your body to produce a toxin, a bioweapon with HIV inserts and an FCS for the first time ever
10: response I ain't gonna come back to bite you years down the
0: line Any- do we have long-term studies to show that because a scientist would ask where's the data but drew here is not a scientist he's a propagandist adverse
10: effects that could happen will take place in the first eight weeks even
0: knows- and of course
10: extremely rare so the
0: the, the adverse events only happen in the first eight weeks where do you remember that you remember who where that talking point came from that was Fauci's. And what did I say at the time? I said, these are not normal vaccines. They don't work the same way. We don't have the same level of studies. We have the history of SARS-CoV, of coronaviruses basically coming in. And um, hold on. I just want to make sure this is good. Okay, Of uh, not working, killing off all the animals, et cetera, et cetera. So in the face of all that, saying that, well, these are just like the other vaccines, and the other vaccines only show uh, symptoms in the first eight weeks. So you'll be fine, therefore, with this totally new and different technology that doesn't even compare to the way the old ones work. It's not sterilizing. It creates escape pressure, mutation pressure, or to evolve, to evade the immune system.
10: But you know those commercials where they'd be like, if you took this medication, then you may be entitled to compensation. Yeah, but those be for drugs people use for extended periods of time. Not a vaccine that ain't do nothing but warn your immune system of a threat. Like you.
0: So there's another little piece of propaganda that he said, well, you're only taking these once or twice or three times or four times if you're in Israel. Of course, I bet he doesn't know that the vice president at Pfizer who developed the mRNA technology is in an article where she's talking about the lipid nanoparticle being toxic and that these are only good for you know short duration treatments meaning one maybe two shots because with each additional shot the risks go way up the risks are there with one shot but every one that you add it gets worse and worse and can lead to massive massive problems but drew's not worried about that because it's fine right
10: those commercials would they'd be like if you took this medication then you may be entitled to compensation yeah but those be for drugs people use for extended periods of time not a vaccine that ain't do nothing but warn your immune system of a threat like you.
0: but warn your immune system of a threat well no it actually produces the toxic portion of the coronavirus that is the spike protein with the hiv inserts and the fcs and it goes about triggering killer t cells to attack your organs because it doesn't stay at the injection site drew
10: you drink four locals at a party in 2010, you didn't start random throwing up five years later. Probably had a good time at that party though. First of all, mRNA and long term shouldn't even be in the same sense. Because mRNA is extremely fragile. Matter of fact, it's the only thing in this world more fragile than the male ego. Ain't no woman disagree with that. That's why Moderna stored a negative 4 degrees Fahrenheit and Pfizer stored a negative 94 degrees Fahrenheit in order to slow down the degradation process. Your body sitting at about goddamn 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit, which means getting one of these vaccines is like putting an ice cube on a Foreman grill or a grown man trying to use his wife's shower water. The mRNA is broke down after about 24 hours. Spike protein is gone after about 72 hours. Yeah, for a good time, not a long time, baby. And during that good time, the mRNA has no way to escape the cell. Cytoplasm to the cell nucleus. So no, it cannot alter your DNA. It's
0: also wrong. Okay. God, this guy. So Drew, we have scientists who have drawn plasma five days after infection, after injection. And guess what? They've been able to get a full sequence of the mRNA, okay? That's a published study. You can go look it up for yourself. You're not going to because you don't listen to any conflicting viewpoints, just the propaganda from the propagandists so that you can repeat it mindlessly and sound smart here because you're going to enunciate what's in the lipid nanoparticle for us without having any idea the impact that it has or the studies that have been done around it. Because see, that's the thing with this mRNA vaccine technology. They have been probing all these different areas, and they've found death and destruction time and time again. And it's all still in there, right? So he's saying mRNA is gone after five days, after uh, twenty-four hours. Bullshit. That is wrong. They've found it up to four weeks later, and fully sequenced it. So if you have complete mRNA still floating around in your bloodstream that means it can still bind to cells so that means that the spike proteins aren't gone either because they're still being produced weeks later of course then you get the booster shot so you get even more of that in there this guy is clueless
4: too busy
10: having his polyadenyl tail shortened by exonucleases and the deadenylation dependent mRNA decay pathway. The nonsense mediated decay pathway and some other mechanisms I can't even pronounce yet. MRNA goes. St-
0: so, this is somebody who's been to school and he's repeating the school textbooks.
10: Bigger around shorter than the dude who asked a woman what she brain to the type. Back in 2011, human trials took place on the mRNA platform of cancer patients. Them same folk doing just fine, many of them raising kids and paying child support. CDC has also recommended pregnant women give.
0: A lot of them dead. And when they pivoted to the coronavirus, every study where they've done a coronavirus drew, with the challenge study, the animals, they dead. Bro. So you're comparing apples to oranges yet again.
10: Vaccinated so they can pass the antibodies onto their babies. Pre-
0: you know what else they pass on to their babies? The spike protein and potentially the mRNA. Read in the last show. A woman from Facebook, their baby got sick. Her mom went and gets vaccinated while she's breastfeeding her baby the same day. Baby starts showing up with spots all over its body. Those are blood clots from the spike protein. Probably though, the baby got some of the mRNA and basically was injected through the breast milk or vaccinated, whatever you want to call it, through the breast milk of the mom and then started producing its own spike proteins and causing those little red spots, blood clots all over the baby's body. And it was projectile vomiting all of the milk and sick and not doing well. Of course, we just had another baby that, um, in fact, yeah, why don't we go look at that, Drew? Because you think this is fucking hilarious. How many more babies will be sacrificed? Here's a mom, Maggie Sandusky. She was vaccinated on 312 and then 424. And her baby was born in December of the previous year, the 29th. So this baby is three months old and mom gets the first shot. Four months old, she gets the second shot. And I'm guessing she probably recently got the booster as well. Here she is talking about breastfeeding, right? And she's the original uh, tweet that she was replying to is gone, but she's saying, good grief the idea that God sees it as disrespectful for a mom to not want to miss church to feed her baby is laughable. So I think what she's advocating there is her right to breastfeed her child at church. And there's probably somebody getting uppity about it. And she is talking them down or giving them a talking down to, and this is something, you know, my ex-wife, we did, we, she did a natural birth. No, no, nothing. Um, And then breastfed and had some problems with latching, and you know eventually it got it all got sorted out. It wasn't a big deal, but uh, that was something I always told her: you feed our daughter anywhere, I don't care, I'll I'll handle it. And we never really had a problem. There's one guy, one waiter at a restaurant got a little excited, I think, Uh, but that was it. And um, you know it's something I always encourage. So here's I think strong evidence that. Well, she was vaccinated and she's breastfeeding her baby while she's getting vaccinated at three and four months old. And then what happened? Well, the baby broke its leg, fell out of a chair, broke its leg, and then developed a viral lung infection. What do we know from the German pathologists who did the autopsies on the people who were vaccinated, outliving their lives, and dropped dead? like no, you know, only I think two of them were actually treated in the hospital. Most of them were out living their lives and then they just dropped dead. They did the autopsies and they found that they had these killer T cells in the major organs and they were killing cells and piling up the dead cells because they're expressing the spike protein. And number two for infection like i think it was out of 15 uh, autopsies that they did 14 died from the vaccine and i think it was 14 or 13 of them had heart damage uh i think it was the next one was lung damage i think that was 11 or 12 i forget the exact numbers so here we have a baby whose mom who's breastfeeding the baby probably the same days she's vaccinated meaning that baby's vaccinated very likely very very likely and the baby's producing the spike proteins this one fell and broke its leg and then got a viral infection why maybe the immune system was suppressed and then died on yesterday or yeah yesterday so drew
10: woman with she brains to the table. Back in-
0: this is hilarious, but real people are dying.
10: 2011, human trials took place on the mRNA platform of cancer patients. Them same folk doing just fine, many of them raising kids and paying child support. CDC is also recommended pregnant women get vaccinated so they can pass the antibodies onto their babies, like preschool for the immune system. What are they?
0: Yeah, how's that working out? Have you looked? Because I have.
10: Thank goodness Nick. So it's 30 years of research, 10 years of human data.
0: 30 years of research looking at things like, oh, it really fucks this up. Oh, it screws up this when we do this. Oh, in this area, it creates a mess over here. (laughs) 30 years of failure.
10: Best researchers from the whole world. I'm way more concerned about the long-term effects of COVID and the milk crates. (laughs) Than I am about these vaccines. Man, go get y'all shot, man.
0: Moron. Guy's a complete moron. Okay, so here's where he's getting his talking points. We're going to look at these. Researchers have been studying and working with mRNA vaccines for decades. Well, I just explained. Yeah, doing studies that have turned out in complete disaster. mRNA vaccines are some of the first COVID-19 vaccines authorized and approved for use in the United States. Well, they approved. Authorized means you can use it, but it's under the EUA. Approved means it's fully approved and been through all the trials, which they did for comority, which... Nobody can order because it's not being manufactured. Why? Because they'd much rather produce it under the EUA where they have immunity until they can force the kids get it on the childhood vaccine schedule so they can get immunity for the approved version. That's what's happening here. mRNA vaccines use mRNA created in the laboratory to teach ourselves how to make a protein. Well, okay, yeah. Uh, or even just a piece of a protein that triggers an immune response inside our bodies. Yeah, that's fairly true. First, uh, COVID-19 mRNA vaccines are given in the upper arm muscle. The mRNA will enter the muscle cells and instruct the cell's machinery to produce a harmless piece of what's called the spike protein. Nope. Turns out that spike protein is the toxic element with HIV inserts, the FCS, and it is a deadly bioweapon. So you kind of missed there. It also doesn't stay in the muscle cells, and y'all knew that. We got that from the FOIA request of pharmaceutical drug cartels' own emails where they admit they did the bioassay study and they found, nope, it goes all over the body to most of the major organs and systems, which is exactly what we're seeing in the vaccine injured, right? Our cells display the spike protein on the surface. Their immune system recognizes that protein doesn't belong there. This triggers our immune system to produce antibodies and activate other cells to fight it off Uh, what it thinks is an infection. Translation, killer T cells start going to your organs and killing cells that can't regenerate. Reducing the capacity of your heart to pump blood. Reducing the capacity of your lungs to exchange oxygen. That's what that paragraph means right there. At the end of the process, our bodies have learned how to protect against future infection from the virus that causes COVID-19. No, they've created an incubator where the virus can evolve to evade the vaccine's protection. And then because the vaccine shut down your immune response, it leaves people more open to these infections. So here they are. Uh, for COVID-19, mRNA vaccines cannot give someone the virus that causes COVID-19 or other viruses. Well, it can do all of the same damage because the spike protein is the pathogenic element of SARS-CoV-2. And that's why, you know, usually a week after vaccination, all of the vaccinated or high percentage of them test positive for COVID. They do not affect or interact with our DNA in any way. This is outright fabrication. Okay. We're going to look at this or we did look at the study. That showed that that's exactly what's happening. mRNA never enters the nucleus of the cell where our DNA, genetic material, is located, so it cannot change or influence our genes. That one's half true, right? The mRNA doesn't go into the nucleus of the cell, but guess what? The toxic pathogenic spike protein does. And I've shown you guys, I don't have them here, but the pictures, the immunofluorescent pictures where they showed here's the spike. Here's the nucleus, here's both of them lit up. The spike protein is getting into the nucleus of the cell where it's inhibiting the BRCA process, the P53, affecting line one, creating havoc in your immune system and your body's ability to fight cancer and viruses. So they know this, they are lying to cover it up. This is a live eye mission right here. mRNA and the spike protein don't last long in the body. Sound familiar? Yeah, not true. Also not true. Proven that that's not what is happening. And there may be a path for reverse transcription. Our cells break down mRNA and get rid of it within a few days after vaccination. Yep, false. Scientists estimate that the spike protein like other proteins our bodies create may stay in the body up to a few weeks. Well, if you still have mRNA floating around transfecting cells four weeks later, mm, I guess you'd still have another four weeks of spike proteins then, huh? And then you get the second dose, so what does that do? Then you get the booster, what does that do? And it just goes on and on, so. Okay, here's another way the doctors are attacked. This is Dr. Ryan Cole.
9: Again, in my entire 18 years of being a licensed physician, I and my colleagues have never, ever received any kind of communication like this from the medical board. Uh, It's outlandish.
11: And to your point, Dr. Um, Cariotti, they never define. They threaten you, and it's this looming threat without definition. You're spreading misinformation. Oh, do cite the papers in which I am... You know, spreading misinformation, they will not define it. They will attack you. They will threaten you. They will put you in a state of fear and say, you can only do what we say, but don't save a life. And by the way, the vaccines are expired because Omicron is here. And now they still want to mandate them. So they threaten us and threaten us and threaten us and we're hunted for caring and being compassionate and empathetic and wanting to help humanity.
0: If he sounds a little aggravated right there. It's because the state board is coming after him and trying to shut him down. Now that's Dr. Ryan Cole. This is the same Dr. Ryan Cole that back in February of 2022, a year ago, is that right? No, August, sorry. (laughs) August of uh, 2021. So over six months ago, What is that, eight months?
11: Your CD8 cells. What is he talking about? But what we're seeing in the laboratory after people get these shots, we're seeing a very concerning locked in low profile of these important killer T cells that you want in your body. It's almost a a reverse HIV. In HIV, you lose your helper T cells, your CD4 cells. In this virus post-vaccine, what we're seeing is a drop in your killer T cells, your CD8 cells.
0: Turning off your body's ability to fight cancer and virus. And what do CD8
11: cells do? They keep all other viruses in check. What am I seeing in the laboratory? I'm seeing an uptick of herpes family viruses, I'm seeing um, herpes, I'm seeing shingles, I'm seeing mono, I'm seeing a huge uptick in human papillomavirus in the cervical biopsies and the cervical pap smears in women. In addition to that, there's a a little infectious bump that kids get called molluscum contagiosum. What do you need to keep that in check? You need CD8 uh, killer T cells. I am seeing a 20 times increase in individuals over the age of 50 of this little bump in rash. Um, you know, that's innocuous, but it, what it tells me is the immune status of these individuals who have gotten the shot. We're literally weakening the immune system of these individuals. Now, most concerning...
0: And now what are we getting? Oh, these rare fast-spreading HIV. <laughs> he laid it out. And now they're trying to discredit him. of course, all the the people, there were people that attacked it. Look at all the bottles. He's doing product sales. He's just like this sleazy, uh, sales guy. I'm like, he's got a lab with 80 employees. He's like the head of many of the organizations that he belongs to. He's the chairperson or the, the head of the board. (sighs) He, he's one of the most well credentialed, intelligent people in the space with relevant empirical data. He's sharing that, and people just wouldn't accept it because they'd rather believe that everything is okay with these vaccines, and it's just not.
11: of all is there's a pattern of these types of immune cells in the body that keep cancer in check. Well, since January 1, in the laboratory, I've seen a 20 times increase of endometrial cancers over what I see on an annual basis. A 20 times increase, I'm not exaggerating at all because I I look at my numbers year over year, I'm like, gosh, I've never seen this many uh, endometrial cancers before. I'm seeing invasive melanomas in younger patients. Normally we catch those early and they're thin melanomas. I'm seeing thick melanomas.
0: Fast-acting cancers.
11: Skyrocketing in the last month or two. Um, I'm already seeing the early signals and we are modifying the immune system to a weakened state. Great study out of Germany that looked at these profiles on young individuals after the Pfizer showing this locked in. And we don't know how long, maybe the immune system, you know, is going to regenerate and those ratios will go back up, but who's studying it and where are the long-term trials, two months, four months, how long is this profile locked in? We don't know.
0: So. But what we're seeing in the laboratory and literally saved thousands upon thousands of people. Now, Speaking of the CDC again, guess what? They got caught in another giant lie. The CDC, so you have the CDC, which is making all these recommendations and the ridiculous mask policies and all the stupidness around what they're trying to, hoops that they're putting up for you to jump through. The FDA is in charge of the drug approval, right? So, and they've both been collecting data and the CDC where you know, their data looks nothing like the whole rest of the world. They're saying 56 cases of myocarditis per million people vaccinated. The FDA in a report that was put on their website showed 148, that's 2.6X times the cases that were being reported by the CDC, right? And so what did they do? They deleted it all of a sudden and claimed, oh, it's obvious, they pulled the FDA documents off their website. Epic uh, Times found out about this. They made a great video on it. I did a little short video on this. I want to show you the, the Epic Times segment here. Hold on one sec. It differs from practical
5: basis. And based on that data, it estimated that among males aged 18 to 25, the rate of myocarditis following two shots of Moderna's vaccine was 148 cases per million people vaccinated, which is significantly higher than other government estimates. For instance, if you look at the analysis that was conducted by the CDC, which compiled the reports of adverse vaccine reactions,
0: The people fabricating data and lying to us.
5: They found when looking at males between the ages of 18 to 24, that for those who got one dose of the Moderna vaccine, there were about 10.7 cases of myocarditis per million people. And then for those who have received two doses of the vaccine, there were 56 cases of myocarditis per million people. However, again, according to this now deleted data that was over on the FDA's website, they cited a much higher number. According to that document, which again, you can no longer find, the real instance of myocarditis among these young males who received two doses of the vaccine is 2.6 times higher than what the CDC says, and it is supposedly 148 cases per million people.
0: And of course, what's going to happen? They'll claim that that was an error, that there was some kind of mistake. They'll be lying. They're just trying to cover it up because they can't correct the CDC number because their whole... House of Cards comes down because it's built on just this web of lies. But it is coming down, right? I think there was something else. Maybe not. Okay. COVID-19 vaccine efficacy against death. Once you're hospitalized in New South Wales, here it is. You can see. They had this slight bump where they got to green territory, but everything else is very, very negative. Here you can see uh, hospitalized patients by vaccine status. So 71% vaccinated, 25.8% unvaccinated, 2.4% is unknown. But then when you look at mortality, it's 77.8%. And the unvaccinated go from 25.8% of the hospitalized to 5.6% of the deaths. So they are several times more likely to survive. And the vaccinated are several times more likely to die. And that's what he summed up here. Saturday, February 5th, 2022, 94% of the deaths today were people uh, over 60, uh, Average out to 97% for the last seven days, or 89% for people over 70. 81% of the deaths were among the jabbed in the last seven days. So once again, evidence that these things are not working. And uh, they're harming people in the process. Here's a fully vaccinated 20 year old. This is from Infowars. Model suffers heart attack following myocarditis diagnosis. Has both legs amputated. She's a gorgeous young girl, twenty-year-old from Florida. Uh, yes, she was vaccinated. Confirms a GoFundMe uh, fundraiser, so she had both her shots and the booster. I believe it was. She wasn't getting circulation to her legs, and because of that, there was not a lot of there was a lot of muscle damage. Bridges' friend and her roommate, Heather Vowles, told the media. Bridges GoFundMe describes how she arrived at Tampa General Hospital on Sunday, January 16th, and suffered heart failure after being diagnosed with COVID, myocarditis, uh, rambidosis, and mild pneumonia, cyanotic, and acidosis. Obviously, she was very sick and weak. A few hours later, the ICU doctor called Wayne and said her heart had stopped and they were administering CPR. Doctor, uh, the doctor put the chaplain on the phone and while he was on the phone with her for an hour and a half, she coded two more times, reads the GoFundMe. Thank God they were able to revive her. She wasn't out of the woods yet. Monday morning, she was placed on a tandem heart, an extra heart pump and additional life support. Uh, Monday, that's, that's what nurse Sarah has described. Uh, and you know, some of the other nurses, Monday evening, she was placed on uh, continuous dialysis because her kidneys were failing. The next day, doctors discovered her legs weren't circulating blood properly. Tuesday morning, she had to go back to the operating room and undergo a fascinoctomy because the pressure was building in her legs and not allowing blood flow. What does that sound like? Do you remember in the last previous episode where we talked about the white shit growing in the veins of the vaccinated? restricting blood flow. I wonder after they took a saw and cut this poor girl's legs off, if they found that white shit in her veins, because if so, they should be screaming, setting off every alarm that they can to say, stop immediately. Both her legs were surgically removed on Friday. Shocked to know she was in cardiac arrest three times and had to be brought back to life. When the moment came to let her know about losing her legs, the doctor handled it beautifully but held nothing back. Claire whispered, I want bionic legs and smiled. And the sad truth is she'll probably be dead in a few years. As will a lot of the vaccinated, unfortunately. Just like that little baby. Okay. So we've got some data from uh, Rentz Law, Tom, Tom Rents. He was at that hearing as well. Um, what he did, he's got the Defense Department medical data, and he's got three whistleblowers. One of them is that military pilot that grounded three pilots and then blew the whistle, and they um, only allow her to see healthy patients now. <laughs> So she's one of them. The, all three of them have gone in, and he's apparently got video, like you know, chain of custody type stuff to document. Here's how we pulled the data. Here's the queries that we used. Here's the downloads. Here's the file. Here's the checksum. All these things. And um, what does it show? Now this is like this is clinical data kept by the military. Uh, so this is gold standard data here, and it's showing a 279% spike in miscarriages, a 487% spike in breast cancer, a 1,048% spike in the nervous system, 155% spike in birth defects, 350% spike in male infertility. I'm wondering if I have something with that from the symptoms that I had. 300 from the secondary exposure that I got to someone that was vaccinated. 369% spike in testicular cancer, Another possibility for me, thanks to uh, these psychopaths, 2,181% spike in hypertension, 664% spike in malignant neoplasms, 680% spike in multiple sclerosis. Who doesn't want MS? Lots of fun. Your body simply wastes away. 551% spike in Guillain-Barre syndrome, 468% spike in pulmonary embolisms, 302% 302% spike in tachycardia, 350 or 452% spike in migraines, 471% spike in female infertility, 437% spike in ovarian dysfunction, 269% in myocardial infr- infraction, 291% spike in Bell's palsy, uh, 467% spike in pulmonary I don't know why that's different from the one at the top. Anyway, so the gold standard data, what it shows, is absolutely horrifying. And uh, they've been sharing this because, remember, we covered the last time we got some the uh, CMS data that came out of Medicare, showed very similar things. And they've never responded to that. They know what's happening, folks. They know. <clears throat> Here's the total number of uh, nervous system disorders. You can see right there. It's been hovering under 100,000. Now it's 863,000. Acute myocardial Uh, infractions, same thing. Giant leap. What is this right here? Oh, okay. So there's, Oh, wow. They, Oh, that's the other thing with this data. They have been manipulating it and going in and changing the records, which is like the absolute worst thing you can do once you get caught because they have the whistleblowers documenting them, pulling this data, They have the source data. I've actually downloaded a copy of it and they are now going back and fixing the data to make it look like, no, no, everything's normal here. When here's the reality, this giant 963% increase. And they're doing this across the board, trying to cover this up. Because they are literally trying to save themselves. And that's the, raw data that I've got. You can go and download this rents law for anybody that wants to look into all of this. Here's a letter that, uh, I think Ron Johnson or one of the, one of the senators sent honorable Lloyd J. Austin, I guess, secretary department of defense is who it's going to. And they're telling him preserve the records. We've heard you're changing it. You need to preserve the records and halt immediately. Uh, and he's, quoting here a 2100% increase in hypertension and you know, all the things that we just went through. So they've been put on notice. Who knows? They might still try and cover it up, but we'll find out. Okay. And here's what all of this, these lies and disinformation are leading to. I saw this picture here. It's a school gymnasium where they've got, this is in California. They've got a bunch of kids who uh, don't want to wear their mask. And now more of them are in the gym than they are in some of the classrooms because none of them want to wear the mask. In Canada, they've staged a walkout where they're screaming no mask, no mask as all the kids walk out of the school. So the kids are starting to stand up just like the truckers now, which is very encouraging. Continue to do that uh, kids. And it's saying, confirmed staff attempted to barricade the maskless high schoolers in the gym by putting tables in front of the exits. A staff member also was caught turning down the thermostat to freeze them out. Here's one of the photos taken by a student. And it shows two folding tables in front of the double exit doors with emergency exit signs over those doors, which is absolutely illegal and a fire hazard, fire code violation. I'm a former volunteer firefighter. Now, it's unlikely that, that's going to cause a problem in this situation. But if you've never crawled around in a dark, smoky room in a self-contained breathing apparatus where you can't see this far in front of your face, you would know the danger that that poses. If this place filled with smoke and they couldn't see and didn't get out in time, there will be people pushing up against that while other people are trying to get over it. And people will die as a result of that. And this whole turning down the thermostat It's funny, that's the same kind of tactics that the guards in the Stanford Prison Experiment started doing. They started messing with their environment, disrupting their peace and comfort, making them uncomfortable. This is literally the Stanford Prison Experiment playing out here in California. Why are you sending your kids there? These things aren't, these institutions aren't even going to survive. Get them home now. And start homeschooling them. These people are insane. Speaking of insane.
12: Good afternoon. I want to begin with an extraordinary number. 94% of New Zealanders aged over 12 are fully vaccinated. A year ago, achieving that level of community immunity would have been considered incredibly ambitious.
0: And how's that going? Y'all have eliminated COVID, right? 94%. I mean, that's higher than Fauci's highest number. Oh, wait, it didn't work out, did it?
12: But the overwhelming majority of the team of 5 million have done what they've done best this entire pandemic, banded together and turned out to get vaccinated, not just for themselves, but to keep their loved ones and community safe. And to everyone who's done that, we say thank you.
0: This lady's a straight-up sociopath so disconnected from emotions, from empathy. She was the one that was talking about suicides and smiling because I'm doing the politician thing where I'm happy and everybody likes me. And didn't it didn't even occur to her that like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be happy and bubbly and smiling while I'm talking about kids' suicides.
12: Those high rates of vaccination help stop a Delta outbreak and have given us a head start on Omicron before it's had the opportunity to become widespread. But the science now tells us that to reduce the risk of Omicron, we need to get the number of people boosted as high as possible and before the outbreak really takes off. To that end today, I can confirm that based on advice from the Director General and the COVID vaccine technical advisory group from which we have Dr. Ian Town here with us today, we will further reduce the interval between the second dose and the booster to three months.
0: Oh, why are they doing that? Because the vaccines are failing; they're downregulating the immune system, and by going every three months, they can boost it up before it decays. But it's a, it's a law of diminishing returns that's being put in play here. Every time the protection window is shorter, and it degrades faster, and leaves you more vulnerable. So they are lit- and they are entraining the immune system. Weakening weakening it further and further with, with each additional shot. She is literally, she, he is literally marching these people off to their deaths.
12: From this Friday, the 4th of February, if you are aged 18 and over and had your second vaccination at least three months ago, you can have your booster dose. That means if you received your second dose. Before- All
0: right hmm here's another one now this is old trudeau like we have old biden and new biden right
6: uh, for the long term uh but as i've said many times uh, i do not think it is ever appropriate to send uh, the military against canadian citizens
0: now that was in 2020 of course now he's hide out in his second home that taxpayers funded an 8.6 million dollar renovation on because you know he was cheating on his wife or something and needed a place to get away from the family, I guess, bring the girlfriend out too, mistress, whatever. And, uh, yeah, the police have been calling in the truckers or calling in the tow truck companies, but they're not coming. They're refusing to come. They're not going to participate in this. They stand with the truckers. So what option does he have? And this is what I've, you know, this is what I realized kind of had an idea, thought would happen. I suspect Turdo may have had a change of heart on this one, or he never believed that in the first place. Cue the military in five, four, three. That's going to be their only option. It's a, if they, if they, if it comes to we're towing these trucks off the road, it's going to be military in the streets with their military vehicles doing the towing. I guarantee you, that's what's coming. That is such a bad move for them. So that's why they haven't done it. They're hoping, you know, they can go about it some other method, but that's what it's going to come down to if they don't cave 100%. Get ready for it. Another little sociopath here. I think this is Dan Andrews. Very fond of him down there in Australia I hear.
13: But that's the nature of leadership. In We have had a few people out there recently talking about, you know, oh, we got to 93%. Isn't that terrific? Yes, it is. It's absolutely terrific. Then in the next breath, they talk about the fact that we don't need mandate. Well, we got to 93% because Victorians did an amazing thing. But the government also made some very difficult decisions.
0: To soft kill populations, to uh, traumatize children, stunt their social skills and development, push a lot of them to suicide.
13: Uh, and, and made it mandatory for a whole bunch of Victorians in that 93% to go and not just protect themselves, but protect everybody.
0: So you force people to take this experimental medical procedure that's going to kill a lot of them?
13: Uh, They're not easy decisions. In fact, they've been unpopular with some. But that's the nature of leadership in a crisis. If you try and be popular, if you're all out there playing the politics every day, then things don't go so well. The vaccinated economy works. Getting vaccinated works. And the feedback I get from people who...
0: Getting vaccinated works. How is that, Dan, when it doesn't stop infection or spread? what's the point of getting vaccinated and then you're more likely to get sick and when you do get sick you're more likely to get to die it's what the numbers are showing
13: you know and who look at these who look at these numbers coming down look at the hospital hospitalizations coming down
0: he's noticed he's not talking about the deaths the vaccinated deaths going up
13: and particularly from a business point of view they're starting to see more people coming out less people cancelling bookings more people making bookings the economy starting that
0: from a business point of view you know where he's making money for his masters the drug cartels that are slipping these politicians tens of millions of dollars we've already had some step down and resign after that came out one of them was having sex with uh with the rep who was bribing her
13: you know early positive signs that maybe February will be closer to a normal February than what it might have been people are comforted by the fact that they're not sitting next to someone who hasn't done the right thing they're not sitting next to someone who's made the wrong choice. They are instead sitting next to someone who, just like them, has done everything they can to protect themselves, their loved ones, and all Victorians, and most especially, they've done the right thing to protect and We've had a few people out there recently talking the people we all rely on, our nurses, our AMBOs, our doctors, our whole health team. So we're not yeah. here to make it.
0: They've just wiped all all them out. So many of them are going to be sick, disabled, and dying. Along with every major other industry, I mean, guys, life's going to change in some big ways, and y'all need to get ready for it and understand that that old paradigm is dying.
12: As people to take care. Why so, dying?
0: so the question was, why are so many of the vaccinated people dying?
12: So um vaccinated vaccinations work really well. Yeah. But sounds like it. they're not um they can't protect everyone
0: uh-huh. and that's
12: why you need a multiple multiple layers of protection and that's why we
0: oh.
12: advise people to take care around vulnerable people.
0: Well, multiple layers of protection would be natural immunity because that's how it works by default. Not vaccine induced immunity, which is very narrow and specific.
12: Um, we ask people to take those additional precautions. So we will tragically still see deaths in in individuals that are vaccinated. But that doesn't mean the vaccines are so good at protection, particularly the third dose. We know that that third dose of vaccination is, is critical for Omicron in increasing the level of protection. But-
0: Omicron, you know, the, the weird uncle that the doctors were referring to. Cause it's so different from the other two. That's why the vaccines are useless against it.
12: The vaccines we have available us are, are safe and effective.
0: That's why people are dying. Cause the vaccines are safe and effective, right? Makes perfect sense. Psycho lady. Okay. Um, I did a, stu- a show on this Friday talking about what's going on with the truckers. This is critically important. This is the video of, uh, so if you don't know what happened, there's what's going on in uh, Ontario, but there's also this border checkpoint where they have blocked the road they and go. they were threatening, the police were negotiating, that's what we covered in the show, with some of the truckers trying to tell them, you better move or else, and they're like, well, we want to talk, and, the, and they responded, well, we'll let them know you refused, Thanks. And then there was the these were backups that were coming to reinforce, you know, add to the numbers of the people down the road at the blockade. And the police set up a checkpoint to stop them and uh, were blocking off the road so nobody could go down there. And eventually some of them just said, screw it. They moved the barricades out of the way and they drove past the police and there's a tractor (laughs) of Palmer in his tractor. And there's another one going around the other way. They're like, oh, we don't need roads. We got eight wheels here. So they blew past them and went and joined them down there. And there's another farmer who owns a fuel delivery company. He sent a tanker with 10,000 liters of fuel to go top off all of these guys' tanks for them. So, like, just it's so amazing to see people come together like this and stand up for it. And this is really the tip of the spear. And there are people out there in the world that have no idea this is going on, have no idea that, um, go fund me, tried to rip, rip off $10 million and funnel it into black lives matter and in themselves. Instead of giving it to these guys. And, and I mean, the, the, those guys are done. Their organization is done. People are not going to use them again after this. I mean, they're going to lose a huge chunk of their business. And, just like the censorship on Twitter and YouTube has created all of these alternatives like BitChute and Rumble and Twitch and so forth that I'm on now uh it's going to breathe fire into alternatives which I, I think that's a good thing so that's what's happening to the companies and the organizations that's why those tow truck drivers are like no we're not touching we're not touching this okay so from Little Paws, uh, he grabbed this little radio interview. I want you to hear what was said here.
14: Eddie, good morning. Yeah, good day, Gareth. Uh, listen, mate, I, um, I work for one of the biggest transport companies in, well, in Australia, and uh, we have three semi-trailers working today, and we're delivering the last of, our, last of our supplies into IGA, and we have one delivery to Woolworths this afternoon. Now, the majority of the West Australian distribution fleet is currently stood down without pay. And tomorrow, our last three trucks also park up and we go home indefinitely. Um, most of these distribution places will run out of, will start running out of stock by Friday, maybe Monday. There's no contingencies from any of the companies that I'm aware of. Maybe Limpbox, they've got a ship to bring stock into WA. And the state government's missing in action is another one. Haven't heard a peep out of them, so I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I've been in this game for thirty years now. Never seen it like this. Eddie,
15: I have so many questions for you if you wouldn't
0: mind. Supply chains are breaking Why are you down.
15: Being stood down, is there just literally nothing for you to do because there's just but not the supplies coming over the border?
14: There's no there's no freight coming into WA. We have one we have one road train coming in on Friday. Maybe, maybe. A lot of this is to do with um, restrictions of the state government due to COVID. We can't send our trucks into state to pick up containers and bring them back here because once we cross back into WA, we have to quarantine for 14 days. Where eastern states are suffering a supply problem of drivers because of COVID. They can't work because even if they test positive with no symptoms, they can't go to work. Uh, so look, it just goes on. This is... It just so, goes on Eddie, and on could, and on.
15: This, this idea, and this was actually floated in the rumour file yesterday, the John Hughes rumour file, the idea of trailer swaps at the border. Is that something that could happen?
14: Yeah, we've done that. But you'll have to talk to Main Roads about that because some of the eastern trailers don't uh, don't comply here. So for us to run containers to the border and swap them over okay. would, would mean lifting a container off our, our skulls and putting them onto it.
0: Up their chassis and onto another one. So once again, all the government regulations and rules and restrictions are creating this problem.
4: A bloke who's been trying to desperately blow the
15: whistle on this since Tuesday last week, exactly a week ago. But it seems to me, given that 80% of our stuff that comes from the east comes on those rail lines, that there should be more trucks than ever at the border to make up the shortfall.
14: There's there's nothing, mate. Our, our, like I said, we're one of the biggest fleets in Australia. If you drive past our yard, you'll see a sea of, a sea of trailers and a sea of prime movers parked up. If you go to the BP, another good example, go to the BP in, um, in uh, Abernethy Road there, you'll see endless prime movers just parked up because they've got nothing to do. It's, it's crazy. Like I said, I've been in this 30 years. I've never seen it like this, ever. Daddy, and nobody's doing anything about it.
5: What's the solution?
14: One, you've got to start easing a few of these restrictions on COVID get the freight moving, get main roads into gear to maybe relax a few of their rules, and maybe we can get some freight moving across the border. But at the moment, it's just too hard for companies to deal with it. And the red, the red tape, the lack of government...
0: They've created an environment hostile to business.
14: ...support is crazy. And the other thing is, none of these drivers are getting paid, they've all got mortgages to pay and sort of stuff, a lot of them work week, you know, work week to week. And it's not—it's not just the drivers. You got distribution centre forklift drivers, and oh, it goes on. It's—it's it's, it's a mess, I and mean, nobody's nobody's lifting the finger to do anything. It's crazy at the minute. And
4: Eddie, it's, it's just, urgent. It's
14: urgent. Yeah, you'll have you'll have the public screaming um, by Monday, Tuesday next week when these when these distribution centres really uh, start running out of stock. Yeah, because nobody's delivering anything at the well, moment. Nothing's I, coming into the safe. Eddie, thank you for calling. It's a
0: it's going to get bad, folks. This is why I was buying cans of meat months ago and telling you guys you need to be stocking up. Okay, uh, I love this, the way this uh, lady Biden, approaches her media appearance.
16: Do you appearance. think Joe Biden is the current president? Well, he's obviously sitting in the White House. Do you think so he's the president? She's
0: trying to get him to like,
16: I'm you, but I'm just agree to do this you think conspiracy if, theory so they the, can if the paint her as a conspiracy stolen, theorist. Is Joe Biden the president. Do you think the election was stolen? I, I have no comment. <laughs> do you think that Joe Biden garnered 81 million votes?
0: Sure. Yeah. Makes sense.
16: Do you think the elections were fair? The problem is that the American people don't have all the answers because the media... Is part of the problem. Media's not reporting it. Media's never reported our forensic audit fairly. They're not reporting what's happening in Georgia. They're not reporting on these ballot traffickers that are being paid to drop off ballots. Media is doing a huge disservice.
0: What she did right there is absolutely masterful. If you're ever uh, interfacing with the press, she didn't engage them on the level that they wanted to engage and then went to her talking points. That is such a powerful way to inter- interface with the media. Don't give them what they want. Get your message out there and really craft it and think about it beforehand. So, you know, there's a guy, Ernest Hancock, he comes out and they try and ask questions He's like, nope, 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 here's what I'm giving you. And he'll read his three or four sentences that he has, thank you for coming, and then walks away.
16: <laughs> to this country. And the people aren't getting the full story. But eventually, I do think they will. And the media, whose numbers are dropping, dropping like a rock, are gonna continue to drop. And pretty soon, nobody will be watching because the media has turned their back on the people of America and not been honest. ABC News, CNN, MSNBC spent more than three years lying to the American people, saying that Russia colluded with Donald J. Trump to steal an election in 2016. And they knew that was false. They knew they were peddling lies and they did nothing to stop it. It was a complete hoax and it was a lie. And now they're doing the opposite. We have evidence of corruption in our election and they refuse to cover it. They refuse to be honest. Traffickers that are being paid to drop.
0: So if you don't know, there are a lot of cases and things getting overturned related to the 2020 election. I don't think for a second that it's about to reverse anything, but there's things going on, right? And, of course, here out of Australia, they are literally banning unvaccinated lawyers from the courthouse. So if you're unvaccinated, you want a lawyer who's unvaccinated. Well, now you can't have one. This is one of the first steps that they made against the Jews, took away their ability to defend themselves. They are pushing Holocausts all over the world. And we've got to wake up to that. Okay, just want to weigh in real quick. Spotify, you know, there's all these people like cheering it on because I'm going to get my subscription. And because you've got these liberal crybabies, uh, snowflakes saying, I'm pulling my music off or my podcast off or whatever because Joe Rogan's spreading misinformation. And now they've got the whole, uh, oh God, I don't even want to go into it. Um, but there's videos floating around and this and that. And he's issued another apology, which is like a huge mistake. Don't apologize and placate these people. They will never stop coming after you. You stand up to them and you tell them to go fuck themselves. Uh, so they've deleted 42 Rogan episodes when I tweeted this. And then, you know, that same day, I don't know what time they deleted another 71 episodes. So this is at the same time. The white house is, pushing them, pressuring Spotify to deplatform Rogan. So that was their appeasement, their response. And I mean, this whole thing is such a shit show. And I'm just reminding people, hey, they banned my podcast six months ago. It was on there for a few weeks. Didn't bother to send me notice or say, hey, we've deplatformed you or anything like that. And here's the reason, just deleted it. And listeners were like, hey, Sam, what happened to the show? Listen to it on Spotify. And so, and what, why did they do it? Well, I was talking about the same things that Joe Rogan is talking about today that were not approved yet, which turned out largely to be true. So these are not the good guys, right? They bought a audience of tens of millions of young males in their prime working age for a hundred million dollars when CNN or any kind of mainstream media network would be billions of dollars, tens, hundreds of billions of dollars and has an audience of 250,000. So incredibly smart move for them, but now they're dealing with a lion in some regards. Of course, this is troubling. Um, This is a Forbes article from Paul Heisich. Pointing out widespread administration of psychoactive drugs could provide moral enhancement that would make people more likely to adhere to social norms such as wearing masks and adhering to social distancing guidelines. So they are literally working on a morality pill where they can modify your ability to resist the state. What could possibly go wrong? I don't know. I think probably nothing. It's fine. All right, that's what I had to cover. If you guys have questions on uh, spaces, if you want to jump on and share something, you're welcome to do that. Just um, request to speak, and I'm going to go through some of these comments here. Oh, why is that not loaded? Hold on, let me refresh the comments app. there. That should come up. Of course, it won't have any of the things in it. Oh, no, no. Sorry, bear with me for one second here. I think I'm on the wrong display again. There we go. Okay. Let's see if there's any. If you have comments for me, use an asterisk uh, at the beginning so I'll see it. Otherwise, I'll just skip right by. I don't see much. And if you have a question, ask it now. Otherwise, we will get out of here. Nope. Okay, I guess we're done then. Easy. No questions. So um I hope that gave you guys a pretty good overview of uh oh XRP's blowing up. That's good. How do you call in on Twitter Spaces, find my profile to the lifeboats, and there's a spaces chat, you gotta have a mobile device to do it, and uh you request to speak, and then you will be in. Shane. I may not have time if you don't already have a, a COVID account. The morality pill. Is that psychoactive? Is that not LSD? No, I think they're trying to engineer something that, um, somehow alters the chemistry in a way that benefits them because like they've given LSD to troops and it made them not want to fight. And they're like, Oh, we needed, this should be illegal. (laughs) So anyway, um, Okay. Let me just sum up here and go back to this right here. This is incredibly dangerous, and this is a giant smoking gun. The genetic code again has that twenty eighteen patent in the wild coronavirus, as well as um, as well as the vaccine. Same DNA. The odds of that are astronomical. They knew about the pseudo uridine. Causing read through. They still left the mitochondrial DNA in the three prime UTR where it could get read and converted into a protein that might misfold and cause prion disease or might train the immune system to attack itself. All of these things are like bad. Then there's the whole immunosuppression and what it does to your CD4 and CD8 cells. And shutting down, and the spike protein getting into the nucleus. Oh, yeah, we didn't finish up with Homeboy. We can go back to that. Where is it? Yeah, right here. No, I guess we did. Yeah. He's got other ones. We could do another one at some point. But, yeah. It just amazes me that how people are so stuck and uh, captured by this propaganda. They bought into it. So all right uh twitter spaces somebody jumped in and was wanting to speak you can unmute uh alex in san diego what's on your mind
4: hey sam yeah hey, i was just wondering whether or not you or others have brought up um i started noticing on youtube hiv commercial hiv commercials yeah medication it made me think of that with all of-
0: yeah um i haven't brought that up but somebody else um it might've been you that mentioned that to me on Twitter. What we're seeing, we're just getting this onslaught of, um, watching sports can cause heart attacks. There's this sleeping mm. giant where 300,000 people in the UK could have heart attacks. Shoveling snow can cause heart attacks. Uh, they're putting out story after story of any activity that you do causing heart attacks because they know what's coming. well, I think it's like, I don't think there's some grand plan. I mean, maybe there is to get all these reporters and so forth to push this narrative, but they've probably got people in their lives that have gone to these hospitals that refuse to acknowledge the vaccine injury because they don't want to be threatened with the loss of their career. And uh, so they come up with these retarded ass excuses. I mean, we had the lady that um, had the blood clot in her leg almost immediately after the vaccine and the doctors told her, oh, well, it's probably just a clot from when you broke your leg 13 years ago, that just happened to uh, dislodge and mm-hmm. cause this problem right after your vaccination. It's definitely not the vaccine. So they get these stupid excuses and then they go and write stories like, Oh, did you know that this could be the risk? So they're. The, I, I think in a lot of ways, the journalists out there are trying to justify it in their own mind and, you know, be a journalist and write a story about it. It's kind of what they do. And like, that's what I see happening. So we're just seeing this, onslaught of all of these excuses maybe being put out there intentionally maybe these people are like again just trying to normalize it for themselves and others in the process but it's just so weird to watch
9: yeah it is i kind of wonder
4: if it's just one of those throw six or eight things out there and then when it does stick, it's like see we told you
0: i I think they're all coming And, and i think uh They're trying to like buy time and um, the uh, optimal right now is they pass this off, they get away with it and they keep going with their agenda and they, you know, wipe their brow and we got away with that. But uh, Mm -hmm. I think secondary to that is, well, let's push it out and and deny it for as long as we can. And and we're getting to the um, Baghdad Bob where, oh, the troops are not at the airport. They're not here. They're not there. They're not anywhere as the whole country's being taken over by the American troops. It's like Mm -hmm. we're we're getting to that point where it's so laughable what they're saying. I mean, the fact that they're still pushing the vaccination and boosters with all the information that we have at our fingertips right now is just, it's criminal is what it is. And I think that's what these doctors were saying in those, um, in those hearings. And, uh, it's, we we've, we've got to stop this they they're they're literally coming after our kids so that they can grant themselves immunity and mm. and uh you know do what any drug cartel does that's why i call them cartels they're making money off of people's deaths absolutely
13: thank thank you so much we appreciate what
0: you do all right sir appreciate you jumping on okay anybody else final call here i'm going to or a couple comments that came in i'm going to Try and grab those real quick. Um, Sam, if you want to see a great piece of work, look at War Campaign on YouTube. Okay. I will uh, search that real quick there. And then uh, let's see here. What do you think uh, of DOD taking DMED offline? Whoa. I didn't know that happened. Obviously, a cover-up but what happens after that? Will it be a significant event? Um, he's got like Tom rents has got the goods on him because he's, he mentioned in one of the interviews that I watched that, uh, he has actually filmed the, the whistleblowers pulling this data from CMS. So he's got chain of custody. Like one of the things they could come back and say is, well, Uh, This is fabric. This is manipulated data. He's changed it somehow. And with them show being able to document the steps taken and the chain of custody and so forth, that ain't going to fly. So then it's going to come down to, well, can the, will they just not prosecute it? Will they just ignore it and pretend like it's not happening? They're going to lose credibility that way, but why would they start a process that's going to, you know, put a bunch of them in trouble? They're not. Um, So I think, That's the strategy. Is he going to be successful with a judge, get a good judge that's going to uphold the law? Maybe. Will it be in time? I don't know. I I mean, the whole thing's falling apart. There's no telling how the wheels are going to come off the cart, but the wheels are coming off the cart. It's kind of what I would say about that. Okay. Let's see. Hey, Sam picked up a nasty bug in KC, Kansas City, I think doing some fire damage repair. And now I can barely hear the pressure uh, to my sinus is off the charts. Oh, barely here. And the pressure to my sinus is off the charts. You mentioned a similar condition. Just wondering if your hearing came back completely. So I had one ear, this one over here that was completely stopped up and it was like months. And this was the same time I had the other vaccine injury symptoms that hit me all at once. Tinnitus in this year got much louder and it started changing pitch. That's what kind of clued me in this ear Wasn't really affected. Um I started taking the doing the niacin melatonin flushes at night. The next day the ear cleared, I could feel my heart beating like pushing on my eardrum and then it drained. It was like yes because it was weeks of not being able to even hear myself enunciate stuff. It was very strange. Um and then the tones and stuff came down like the volume. It was at I think I described like a 6 and it went back to a 3. Right now it's like a 2 or 3 again. But a couple of days ago it was a higher pitched and louder and I did some more niacin flushes and now it's back. So that's something that's been a like a maintenance kind of thing for me at this point. Um, I don't know if there's a way to fix it or whatever, but that's holding it at bay and it's, it's helping. Uh, so that's what I would, I, uh, that's what I did that worked for me or works for me with, you know, a little bit of, of uh, continued effort. So. And then Dimitri has his own protocols. He's got a thing on um, a telegram group where he's changing it all the time. Now I think he's doing curcumin and something else. And he talks about the importance of NAC, which is that is also something that I have really noticed when I'm not taking NAC. That's when I feel stuff going on in my chest. So taking NAC is also one of those really good uh, things that I, that's has, given me positive benefit from taking and I can tell when I'm not taking it for, you know, more than a few days or something, if I forget or run out, like I ran out a while ago and had to get more when I went out to the farm. So that's one of the ones that I, I think is very effective. Oh, and Benjamin beat Patreon. What day they, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. What do you think about the story circulating that you can flush out the vaccine with two to three liters of green tea in the first 24 to 30 hours? I highly doubt that. Highly, highly doubt that. So police have seized fuel and cut off supplies to Ottawa during this podcast, starving and freezing protesters into submission as the behavior of dictators. Wow. Is that at the border checkpoint or is that that's in Ottawa, I guess. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, they're laying siege, right? How dare these people come in and invade? Now we're going to lay siege and freeze them out. What a benevolent group of people. they got to find a way to outsmart it, right? They are correcting uh, DMED data anomalies for the same exact years as the whistleblower provided. Yeah, they're doctoring the records. A Google search will easily find this Uh yeah. I, I mean, what they're doing is criminal. They're covering their tracks is what they're doing to make it go away. No, any doctor that'll be open to helping others with possible exemptions that, that is known of, it depends on where you are, crypto crank. Um, so there's, you know, go to the uh, FLCCC, Dr. Pierre Corey's kind of group. I think they have a list of doctors. There's the frontline doctors, find one of those. That's going to be your best bet. And of course, if you're in California, sounds like, sorry, you're out of luck because there's one guy who is, and they're going after his license. And it's just, it's criminal what they're doing. Absolutely criminal. Major win with Patreon regarding Patreon. Here's the full length. Okay. I'll take a look at that. What is it doing? There we go. Uh, war campaign is an Ottawa native covering the revolution, but he's infiltrated the opposition protest. Please don't tase me. It's absolutely brilliant. If you want to belly laugh, check it out. Okay. That's what you sent me. I got it. I will take a look. All right, folks, that's it. I'm getting out of here. Um, I hope these are helping you guys understand the vaccinated face significant risks. And, um, you know, I think they deserve to know what's happened to them, what might happen to them. We don't know how bad it's going to get, but given the kind of fundamental changes they're making to your immune system, the damage that's being done and what we're seeing in the early data, I think, you know, there's one of the doc, some of the doctors that were at that uh, panel would tell you offline three to five years are going to be bad. That's what they expect. I think we're going to just ramp up and that we'll lose most people in the first three in the next two and a half years, whatever we're at now. Um, and I think, you know, five years will be a turning point. And I think we'll still be, have people dying from, you know, the, from the vaccination, from the effects of the vaccination 10 years down the road, and then we'll probably be done with it. But, um, uh, what do you tell these people? It's, I don't know. I mean, what I tell them is Leave nothing unsaid, you know, talk to the people, tell them what, what you want them to know, because you never, you don't know how long you got. You might live for another 20 years. You might be dead in a month, in a week, in two years. So, and also take these medications. They may, and look, folks, I might be in that boat too, because of my secondary exposure I think I got exposed to MRNA and that it set up shop in my testes and started producing spike proteins. So I could be in that vaccinated group as well. This thing's a bioweapon. We need to recognize it as such and treat it as such. And, uh, you know, maybe some of these medications will prolong that and give you guys that are vaccinated some more time. Some of you may end up being fine because you didn't get vaccinated. You got the saline. There's so many questions that we have. Time's going to tell, but the data that's coming in now shows that the crazies, the people who were banned for misinformation, were right in what they were saying about the dangers of this vaccine. So thanks, everybody. We'll catch you on next broadcast.
15: Can't see what's happening by now, then you're blind They said it was to save lives, yeah, that was a lie The writing's on the wall, man, can't you see the signs? Now they're coming for the children, they just crossed the line They said just give it time, only three weeks and it will all be fine They want you tuned into that TV every night So that they can implant fear deeply in your mind Now in order to defeat them, yo, we need to unite The Ministry of Truth has taken over There's a reason that they
1: chose Corona Yeah, Corona means Work it out, man. It's all symbolism
15: from the beginning. They told ya a virus to the mind, infecting your thoughts. But enough is enough. Now we're saying no more. We see the Trojan horse at the door. This is war. We can't Think. ignore the call. Big brother's gonna fall. Yeah, we gotta light the torch for humanity. Cause 1984 wasn't fantasy. George Orwell was warning what the plan would be. Now you can see it all in their strategy. Yeah, they want to call us conspiracy theorists But right now we're the ones that are seeing the clearest This is social engineering How many alarm bells have to ring before people start to hear them? Serious, ah, can't you see this is deliberate? They hand out sanitizers and masks but not vitamins McDonald's stayed open, same time the gyms didn't The only pandemic is cognitive dissonance Yeah, this is totalitarian People are waking up so they need to keep scaring them declaring new waves and new variants they got tricks up their sleeves so we gotta be prepared for them they choose what the facts are with their propaganda we know what their plans are so they won't get that far nah you don't have to be pythagoras to see that this ain't adding up how much until you've had enough Ah, right now it's the last straw Yeah, they're slowly bringing in their passports It's been leading to this from the start Time to look into your heart now and choose what you stand for It's the dehumanisation of the nation Erasing the basic foundations of human relations The emergence of apartheid, creating segregation That's the road that they're paving Cause if you're not jabbed, then it's you that they're blaming It's you that is dangerous, mass manipulation Worse than you to get penetrated What's the difference between that and a rapist? I think their plot's got some holes They want you to follow rules but they don't It's a joke, now it's coming to the end of the road It's a fight for our souls How much of your life have they already stole? And how much more will they try to? How much will you turn a blind eye to? Roll up your sleeve and get a free donut to eat Can't you see they're trying to bribe you? What's really in that concoction? How many adverse reactions till we stop this? How many must die for power, lies, and profits? I refuse to just stand by watching. No, that is not an option. What if that was your kid? Maybe then you would start talking. Maybe then you'd see the point. The children need a voice. We need to fight for their future before it's destroyed.